Mama says that alligators are ornery because they got all them teeth but no toothbrush. Again, things that could have been brought to my attention yesterday! Hi, welcome to Little Marty, the only podcast that I'm aware of dedicated to covering the works of Adam Scorseseler and Martin Sandlerelli. My name is Eric Halloween, and I'm freaking angry! <laughs> oh, wow. That's great. I'm ticked! Yeah. And you know what? I'm angry too! <laughs> What the hell? You, all these other all these other podcasts out there competing with this podcast? No thanks. No thanks. And you know what, Jeremy? You know what I could use? Mm-hmm. A little help from Dr. Nicholson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Eric. It has been a minute since we've done an episode. I uh I did for a second kind of forget which which uh, movie we were covering until today. And then I, uh, of course, when I realized it was anger management. I got really excited. Mm. This was a movie I really, I saw in theaters and like really liked when I was younger. I too saw this movie in theaters. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it as well. I will say uh, I, I knew that at one point we were going to get to, uh, the Woody, most Woody problematic uh, <laughs> Sandler movie. I didn't know it would be this soon. Yeah. Well, <laughs> is I mean, is this the most problematic? Do we think? Because it, is it because uh, is it because of the what you mean? Because the Woody Harrelson stuff. Yeah, I mean, there's you know, there's there's a few things in there that uh, do not age totally totally oh, well oh, but, i mean uh, for for absolute sure yeah this is a this is a movie that i think is um it's it's stuck in a really weird period like a really weird decade like for whatever reason like, i feel like we were a little bit more politically correct in the 90s or striving to be a little bit more i don't know what the word is wholesome but i do remember that decade of the 2000s being particularly uh rough uh, and I think it's yes. because we we all I mean you hear this word like post racism or post sexism like I, we kind of thought we were like just over it so anything was fair game and uh, at least that's like the the going theory for like why like television shows and stuff were also so rough like why there's multiple episodes of Thirty Rock that do blackface <laughs> and stuff it's because. Right. It's because yeah, like we 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 were like in this weird post nine eleven haze of just like everything's and and anything's fair game and the raunchier and more aggressively offensive the better, but yeah, it's it's it it goes places for sure. Also, like the uh, this is like like the immediate. You can feel the imme- like how uh, soon after nine eleven this movie came out. Yeah, well. 
Yeah, the whole airplane sequence crazy. is is a direct response to 9/11. Yeah, Judy Al- Gi- Giuliani and uh, uh-huh. Oh yeah. yeah, Giuliani being a like the lovable um man, he was a hero at one point. People loved Giuliani. Oh how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> <laughs> indeed. Yes, indeed. Jeremy, you know, we had quite the crossover uh if if anyone here is a new listener, uh, what have you been doing all these years, first of all? Second of all, we used to cover, uh, we have had once upon a time covered all of the Paul Thomas Anderson films. Uh, and Jeremy, if you recall in our Patreon, we covered, we did a uh, bonus episode where we covered all the Paul Thomas Anderson Haim music videos. Oh, yeah. And I don't know if you saw this, Jeremy, but Haim, in, what I'm going to say is, the perfect crossover for this this podcast. They covered the Hanukkah song in a I Twitter know. video. I know. And they threw in, uh, I think they ad-libbed like a Steve, Stephen Sondheim uh, uh, lyric in there, which is very sweet. But uh, oh, They ad-libbed a lot. Wrote... I, th- I think it's all original lyrics. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Because they mentioned like Maya Rudolph and uh, a handful of other things in there that definitely wouldn't have been in the original version. Of, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I didn't listen to the whole thing, but <laughs> <laughs> it's good. And they tagged Sandler Adam Sandler in it. it, so it is good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah it's good stuff. Um, well, and you know what else too is, uh, you know, because obviously Alana Heim is the lead in the Licorice Pizza film that just released the new Paul, Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Eric, I I don't think you've had a chance to see this yet, huh? Not yet. You know, I tried to see it last weekend, Jeremy, and I get to the I get to the theater. I'm sitting in my seat. I'm so excited to see Licorice Pizza, the new Paul Thomas Anderson film. Right. And uh, the movie starts, and it doesn't seem like what I was expecting. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, I look at my movie stub, and I had actually bought a accidentally bought a ticket to Red Vine Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? Was that, They're not was playing that a good it movie, yet. Red Vine Spaghetti? Was it good at all? Or <laughs> Yeah, it was all right. It was about uh, the 80s and people, kids listening to music. Um, no, the uh, 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 I, it's not playing anywhere around me, Jeremy. No, I'm in a place no, where there's, yeah. not a, there's not a large city with like a cool theater. Well, you know, it's um, all... I, it I, it I, is... I believe that it's... Coming to town and... Christmas, right? Around Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So it, it played so I saw it. Um I got a chance to see it at the at the um the Westwood Regency Theater where uh there was a whole event happening for it. So uh this was actually pretty cool, Eric. They had like a pop up event where there was like a, a, a okay. whole a whole pinball um like a pinball arcade set up all dedicated to licorice pizza. Uh which is like in the in the movie, like the main characters start like a pinball place and blah 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 whatever so like it's like a tie-in with the film pta was there with his family maya rudolph was there and uh yeah i i, I saw a screening of it uh, a couple weeks ago now actually it was it was it was on black friday that's that was when i got to see it um interesting it was it was it was badass <clears throat> it was it was badass a, a badass um uh really cool you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of negative aspects of living in L.A., and that's not one of them. Is getting to see the new PTA movie uh, a month before the rest of the world gets to see it in, yes. in a beautiful I've been, theater. I've been trying to avoid the takes, Jeremy. I've been trying to avoid the takes. However, the ones uh, that I have accidentally seen uh, uh, are are quite promising. 
I think I'm gonna yeah. like this one. You know, it's it's I um I, I definitely can't wait for you to watch it so we can do an episode on it. Um it ranks I, I will say this, it ranks pretty high in my Paul Thomas Anderson mm. movies um of all time. It it's pretty high up. Uh although I will say there's just a there's a couple aspects of the film that I don't want to get into on this episode. We'll get into it on our on our main episode um for it later, but that I just wish I just wish weren't in the film. There's a couple of things I just wish they mm. just dis did not did not include in Licorice Pizza. But that being said, we owe our listeners both a Wes Anderson French Dispatch episode and now a Licorice Pizza episode. So Eric, you got to get on it. Yeah. You got to see these. Movies. I gotta I gotta see these dang movies. Same thing with French Dispatch. I think now it's like not playing anymore at the places that I around here. Uh, if it ever was, but uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get around to it soon. Hopefully, in you know, in January, we'll we'll get those going. Um, but uh, Jeremy, we have an exciting. Uh, before we get into anger management, we have an exciting uh, uh month ahead on the Patreon. Mm. Uh, tell the people what to expect on the old Patreon. Uh, well, uh, we just got out of. Monkey Bone Vember. So if you would like, you can go back and listen to us cover mm. four whole weeks of Monkey Bone on our, our first commentary movie commentary. Ah, <laughs> and our first movie commentary. Uh and I'm glad and I'm glad we we broke we you know, we we popped our cherry with uh one as good as that. <laughs> um uh also uh well actually what are we doing for the month of December? I, I have forgotten. What is the what is the December theme? Is well, it, is the it... theme in, in December for our podcast uh and you know, we're a little we're a little wacky over here so we are uh we we do go, you know, sort of outside of the box. The theme for this December, Jeremy, is Christmas. <laughs> uh we have a couple of uh so usually at christmas time we, we we do a couple we usually try to do like christmas horror which uh i think we're gonna have to do krampus too jeremy uh and i i say this it's krampus to the devil returns and i say this because um i was doing a little uh research on the krampus franchise and this movie has a 1.6 out of 10 on imdb <laughs> so, wow, Krampus does uh, Krampus two. Oh, Krampus two. Yeah, I mean, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think we'll be covering that. We do have a fan request from Brian, which is the uh, season two Christmas episode of American Dad. Yeah, uh, which we will be covering, of course. Mm-hmm. And uh, also because the fans of our podcast, for some weird reason, Jeremy, there is like some crazy overlap between our. Patreon subscribers and the Dolly Parton fan club. <laughs> we will be covering a Smoky Mountain Christmas. Uh, from it, uh, we 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 have received threats on the internet from our uh, yeah yeah right from our followers, and uh, we we will be doing that for fear of our own safety. Um, right. And then I think you know we'll have room for another one, and we'll we'll see what happens. You know. Um, I think last year we tried to figure out a a New Year's movie to do, and I can't even remember if we did or not. Uh, Uh, I don't even know what a good New Year's movie would be. New Year's Eve, the movie? The terrible, terrible movie? (laughs) (laughs) New Year's Eve? (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Um, So I don't know. We'll figure it out, but that's the kind of crazy stuff going on there on patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy. 
Of course, it goes without saying. You sign up for five bucks, you get access to, uh, I don't know, like a couple years worth of bonus episodes. Uh, you just go back, listen to them all, burn them to a CD, uh, sell those CDs on eBay for $4 a pop, and quit your job. Oh, yeah. Love that. <laughs> Oh boy, anyway. I, I I heavily suggest you get into that uh, Patreon ecosystem, as I like to call it, the uh, the, the Patreon ecosystem. It is. Uh, yeah, it's it is an ecosystem. There's diff. We don't breathe over there. There's no breathing over there. Um, mm-hmm. We do this ki- thing called Hakadu, <laughs> and right. uh, only the patrons know know what that means. But it is a it is it is an alternative to breathing. Uh, ancient practice that I came up with a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, how does it go? And like, how do you do it? How do you perform hakadu? Well, Jeremy, the thing is, if you have to ask how to hakadu, yeah, you're already hakaduing. Oh, so you're already completing hakadu. I get you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, this is this is all Patreon stuff that you know. Obviously, it's going to go over the head of the normal, non uneducated uh, listener who is uh, not subscribed to the Patreon. But if you do want to um, get into college and get a good job, you you, you better sign up for that Patreon. Uh, and Jeremy, let's talk about anger management. And I believe the episode, the uh, the Sandler episode that we did before this was. Uh, eight crazy nights. So we are we're getting into it. We're getting into the. This is kind of where like I'm excited. I'm I was excited to revisit Billy Madison and all those classics, but this is kind of where I'm like weirdly most excited to like get into the later stuff. I've obviously I've seen some of these anger management fifty first dates, but there's a lot that I haven't seen, and a lot that I've seen once. A long time ago. Oh sure, yeah, yeah. And, no, uh, I I agree with you. Is one of those. I agree. This was this was one that I again, like I said before, I was really excited to revisit. I remembered seeing this in theaters. I I think you're absolutely right. There's a ton of problematic stuff in this movie. I don't have a good answer for that. I do enjoy this movie. I think that this is like one of the better. Like I like this better than Mr. Deeds for sure. I think this is like, and I think. It really like it really helps that Jack Nicholson is in this movie, mm. and that he's as good as he is in this movie. Um, I also just particularly like the uh, cast, like the cast of people that come through the film. Like uh, speaking of PTA, Louise Guzman and Adam Sandler back yeah. together again, and uh, of course, um, you know you have uh, John Turturro, Marissa Tomei. A freaking crazy perf- uh, a cameo by Harry Dean Stanton in this movie <laughs> as the yes, as the blind guy. That. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a pretty wild time. Oh, also, isn't John C. Riley in this movie? Yeah, John is. C. Riley is yeah, the yeah. is Arnie Arnie Shankman is an older older man. Yeah, uh-huh. great Alan Covert in this. Um, yeah, I. I don't know. Yeah, I, I I I do agree. Lots of problematic stuff in this movie. However, I do this is this is one I like, and I feel like this might even be one of the last ones I'll like for a while. I don't know. I don't even know what's on the. I don't know what's on the horizon. I don't want to. I don't want to call it too soon. Oh, I, I you know what clicks pretty good. I enjoy click. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I definitely saw this in theaters. So this came out in 2003, so I would have been probably in eighth grade or something. April 2003, yeah. So I was like in eighth grade, assuming I saw this with, uh, I, for some reason I feel like I saw this with my family or something. Um, but yeah, it was good. I mean, I think... Hmm. I'm trying to figure out. Oh, I might. I guess I probably saw Little Nicky in theaters. But this is. I remember seeing this and being like, "Oh, this is great! I'm seeing a Sandler in in the movie theater." You know. Yeah. Uh, I was very excited about it, and I think at this point, I also too did have an appreciation for Jack Nicholson. You know, I was probably like 14 or something and had seen The Shining, and uh, was uh, was mm-hmm. excited about this one. And uh, yeah, it's a it's 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 a good movie. It's an interesting movie, and it's good. Uh, it it just rocks to see, uh, you know, in the opening credits, a Happy Madison production and the word Jack Nicholson in the yeah. same opening credits. It's just cool to see Jack Nicholson in the in the thing. And uh, right, right, yeah. So anyway, I I, I uh, you know, I this is Jack Nicholson is just absolutely amazing in this in this movie i i mean his i don't know i don't know how how do you feel about his performance in this because i think he rocks (laughs) i think it's i think it's i think it's really good and crazy and uh i wonder like man i wonder like what it's like to act alongside him when he's just bringing it like that hard like when they're in the when they when they have to like share a bed and stuff he's like i takes the underwear off he's like i sleep in the nude he reminds you know he remind his character reminds me very much of the witches of eastwick character yeah yeah just a dirtbag <laughs> kind of yeah exactly yeah he's um, he's so yeah. um uh, like like uh, like a dirtbag kind of guy just rough around the edges and his hair's all crazy and gross and he's just such a despicable but yet likable character in, in this um yeah, this is also like pretty close to the departed. I mean, maybe you know, a few years, five years away, but uh, I, I feel like this is a good era for Nicholson, where he was kind of hard to get and kind of on his way out. Um, you know, you don't see Nicholson in films anymore. I mean, he's done. No. He's done. Just I think at Laker games. Just at Laker, Laker games. games. Yeah, and he looks like and he's like a skeleton now at this point. But he, <laughs> you know, but th- this is a, kind of the last great decade for Nicholson films. Um, and uh, this is what one the heck is the last movie that Nicholson did? Is he still working? He's not working. I know. It, so Departed was his last like great role. I think. I think his last actual role was like a James L. Brooks movie uh, with Owen Wilson and Paul Rudd. I I want to say. Um, okay. It's like it's it's like a romantic comedy and not very good. Uh, Two thousand ten. Man, it has been that long. Interesting. Well, what's the I haven't, movie like, though? Did, did you see the? It's movie? called How Do You Know. How Do You Know? Yeah. See, he was also in in two thousand seven. He did the Bucket List, which I've of course seen. Bucket List is also not, not very. Uh, yeah, I don't. Lo- I don't love it. Uh, yeah, I guess I he's remember. in that weird I'm Still Here movie, that weird Joaquin Phoenix movie. But uh, yeah, but, but yeah. How do you know is is not is not very good. I saw that in theaters. I saw Bucket List in theaters. Uh, yeah, he I, is uh, nineteen fifty eight. I I can't do any math, so I'm just gonna Google how old is Jack Nicholson. Uh, he is eighty four. He man, 
I want to see Nicholson do one more. I want to see Nicholson oh, yeah. do be a bad guy one more time, an old bad guy. Um, man, I don't think that. I don't know. I could. I. I. For some reason, I could see him coming back. Just one more, one more banger. Oh, I agree. Yeah, no, he definitely could. I just don't think he wants to. And now, and now it's been over a decade. It's been eleven years. Yeah. So he was no. born in nineteen thirty-seven. Wow. Thirty-seven. Wow. Yeah. Which Man. is which is how old is he? A hundred. <laughs> well, eighty-four, as we've established, but uh, close. Is he a hundred? <laughs> Well, he's 84. Right, but, 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 but what I'm close. asking is, is he 100? <laughs> well, 84 is re-established. But. Peter Sagal wrote uh, Anger Management, uh, who wrote, he also wrote Get Smart, Naked Naked Gun, th- 33 and a third. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see what else. I thought, I thought, I thought I'd seen his name in the uh, Sandler world. Or no, he directed. Sorry, he directed, uh, anger management. I feel like he's come up before uh, in this. He did direct Tommy Boy, so you got to respect that. Also directed Nighty Professor Two: The Clumps. Well, hey, got to respect that. Um, and oh, he'll he'll come up again because he does direct The Longest Yard, which uh, mm. I, if I recall. Uh well, I have a story about the longest yard, Jeremy. I do have a story about the longest yard because it came out when I was mo- working at the movie theater in high school, and uh, I'm excited to to share that story. But um, yeah, and then uh, David Dorfman uh, wrote Anger Management, who also wrote My Boss's Daughter, starring uh, I believe that's Ashton Kutcher, uh, <laughs> produced Bucky Larson. Oh, Hasn't man. really done much. Yeah, that's all, yeah, that's all right. <laughs> Apparently there's an anger management TV series that has like 68 episodes. Is it a, starring is it, Charlie Sheen? Is it based on this? It is. What the hell? I think. Oh yeah, Hold it's, on a yeah, second. it's Char- it is. It's Charlie Sheen in the role originated by Jack Nicholson. And it, and it yeah, came it out after him, yeah. Two and a Half Men, after yeah. he was already freaking canceled. <laughs> so, that's weird. I can't remember. Uh, I shouldn't say this. I have a there. I have a memory of something crazy happened to a friend, not even really a friend, but an old acquaintance of mine who ran into Charlie Sheen at a gas station mm-hmm. with his girlfriend. Uh but I'm not remembering it exactly, so I don't want to say it. That sounds <laughs> terrible. But it is, it is crazy. Yeah, I mean, it can't it can't be good with that setup. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah so anyway, uh, anger management. A uh, little bit of the uh, the trivia here. So this is uh, yes, as you said, Harry Dean Stanton plays the uh, the blind old man with the cane in the film. He was Jack Nicholson's best friend. And was cast as the old man as Nicholson's suggestion. What do you think of that, Dean Dude. Stanton and Nicholson? Dude, can't you see that? Can't you just see them prowling oh, yeah. around in the seventies, just being hound dogs? Man, going to like uh, what's like a classic old L.A. restaurant? The, oh, the, the stars one, Musso and Frank's. Yeah, is that Musso one? and Frank's. Yeah, you go yeah. in there and you just see 
Harry Dean and Jack Nicholson throwing back some highballs. Yeah, just having a steaks. just having a laugh. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, sounds good. Uh, Sandler donated copies of this movie to the U.S. military bases, uh, supporting Operation Enduring slash Iraqi Freedom in the Persian Gulf as soon as it was released. Hmm. So there you go. Yeah, uh, Sandler originally tried to get Eddie Murphy uh, for the role of Dr. Buddy uh, Rydell. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve Martin, Robert De Niro, Bill Murray, and Dustin Hoffman were also considered for the role. I don't think there's a I don't think there's a way to go wrong with casting Buddy Rydell. Like I kind of want to see every version of this movie with every De Niro. Version. Yeah, specifically, it would be yeah. interesting. I also think Eddie Murphy would have been good too, but I I am glad it was Nicholson because he Nicholson is just the right amount of both intensity and zaniness and like i don't think steve martin would have been great or maybe even bill murray because they don't got that gravitas you know right yeah um meatball the cat uh really wasn't husky but instead was fitted in a fat suit according to moviemistakes.com fans were brought in to keep him from overheating that's weird Um, also, isn't Meatball like the name of Sandler's real life dog? Oh, maybe. Yeah, it is. it is. It is. It is. It says here in the trivia, Meatball the cat that models the cat clothing is also the name of Sandler's deceased dog. Uh, let's see here. The premise of the movie was inspired by a bar fight uh, involving Conrad Good, the football player turned actor, plays the bailiff and Lexus guy in the movie. Okay, well. Um, film was originally rated R. <laughs> which uh, what is it rated? Is it rated, rated PG thirteen? It's rated G. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Buddy's car is a nineteen ninety five Land Rover Range Rover co- Country uh, County LWB Series I. Hmm. Told you. <laughs> 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 All right. Well, this is where we, this is where we uh, get to the the just the information that nobody needs to know. Uh, one more though, Jeremy. The, there is a cameo in the film by John McEnroe, uh, one of the celebrity. Cli- he plays one of the celebrity clients in Dr. Rydell's anger management class. McEnroe is infamous for his angry outbursts during his career as a professional tennis player. Yeah, he's also in Mr. Deeds, right? Yes, he does he the is. crazy flip. <laughs> Yeah. Flies into the air. Yeah. Classic. Classic McEnroe. Classic row. Anyway, let's dive. Let's, Jeremy, let's go to the part of the podcast mm-hmm. um, where I read the Wik- Wikipedia plot for this movie verbatim. Yeah. And I just sit and I silently, patiently, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, li- politely listening. <laughs> yes. Uh,. Every episode, by the way, we, we go th- we, I have a talk with Jeremy, and I say, this is the episode you're finally going to keep your darn mouth yeah, shut. Keep your mouth shut. The listener does not want to hear what you thought of the movie. They just want to hear us no. read the Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is, we're providing a text-to-speech service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you're ruining it. <laughs> uh, uh, in 1978, Brooklyn, as a young Dave Busnick is about to experience his first kiss. 
He is humiliated by local local bully Arnie Shankman, who suddenly pulls down his pants and underwear. <laughs> you know, I kind of like how um, I like how they like tie this all together. Like they they tie it all up in a neat little bow at the end. You know, he has to kiss. He's like afraid of kissing in front yeah, of people because of this. It's and, good. You know, we go back to the Arnie Shankman thing later in the film, and right. I don't know. It's good. It's good. They set it up. I, I think they set up this character well, and uh, it's nice. I like this. What do you think of this little silly opening? I think I, I like it so much. I like that it looks different than the rest of the film. It kind of has like a little 70s filter on it. I like that there's classic Sandlerisms in it, like one-off and meaningless cutaways to things that just to have no bearing on the plot or anything like mm-hmm. the fact that Arnie Shankman has a sister who's lost her mind <laughs> doesn't matter at all. <laughs> like, but, but they do cut to it, you know, uh, like her just sitting on a stoop with a straight jacket on. Um, I, I also like love the premise of this movie so much that because Sandler, Okay. So Sandler's played like Happy Gilmore, right? Like he, he, or, or, you know, he's in Big Daddy. He's in movies where he's been an angry guy, right? Where he's been like a traditionally angry person. And it would have been really easy to make this movie had Sandler been like an angry person, got into trouble, and then Jack Nicholson had to help cool him off. But the premise of this movie is that he's angry on the inside, but does not show it on the outside. And I yeah. think that that's like such a smart way to play it because it's so much more uh, truthful, I think, and realistic to how people really are. Like I know a lot of people, a lot of men especially, who are like Adam Sandler in this movie, who like a lot of people think, oh, they're so sweet or they're so nice or they're so quiet. But, you know, all, it just takes a little bit of getting to know them to realize under the surface there's a lot, there's something boiling under there. And uh, sometimes it takes something as crazy as the as the situations in this movie to bring it out. But, you know, I, anyways, I, I think that, like, starting it this way from, like, a deep-rooted place of insecurity. Because, I, th- I honestly, I thought young Sandler, after he got his pants pulled down, was going to turn around and just, like, beat the crap out of Arnie Shankman. Shankman. I thought, I thought that that's how, where it was going to go. I didn't expect him to be humiliated and then to cut to 25 years later. Because it's it just, it kind of goes against the Sandler formula in a lot of ways. Um, he's almost starts out this movie more like his character from Punch Drunk Love. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Like, think about his character in Punch Drunk Love. It's a guy who's like so docile and sweet and quiet, but then has crazy violent outbursts. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there is there that is interesting and there's uh uh some parallels in the character and also the uh I would say the performance as well too. I think so too. You know? Yeah. <clears throat> um let's see here. 25 years later, Dave works as a secretary for a disrespectful boss named Frank. Uh I don't really so he what so he designs like cat sweaters or something this is the weird so i will say that about this movie most of sandler's jobs are pointless and don't really make a lot of sense but this one might take the cake for like 
it's what is it a design firm is it a is it like a i don't get it i don't get what he does because because that's not what sandler does sandler's in a trying to get into the creative department at this company because uh, he designed a uh a, something uh, like a clothes for cats who are overweight but are ashamed of it <laughs> so but but i don't know what the company overall does so it's a it's it's really yeah. strange uh dave's bullying trauma causes him to avoid displaying affection such as kissing his girlfriend linda in public yeah classic uh, also like woman way too gorgeous to be dating adam sandler sure cast yeah <laughs> Uh, his problems are exacerbated by his narcissistic coworker Andrew, who is close friends with Linda, and uh, desires to rekindle um, their romantic relationship. Yeah, uh, I feel like don't you kind of feel like um, what's his name? Covert is playing uh, a character not unlike his character in Mr. Deeds as well. Kind of a creep who hangs around the lady character too much. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, this is very, very, very similar. Although Covert doesn't get the crap beat out of him in this movie, unfortunately. No, no, but you, boy, do you want to? He's kind <laughs> of a slime ball. Yeah. Uh, during a fight, Dave loses his temperature, uh, his temper, albeit mildly, after being treated disrespectfully by the flight attendant, prompting the Sky Marshal to taser him. So this is all kind of like classic uh, post nine eleven plane humor. Yeah, this uh, is, and this is of also of a guy uh, getting in trouble, and then yeah, it's also Steve Carell's wife is the is the the flight attendant. She's also oh really uh, and, yeah an and SNL expat. Um, yeah, uh, what's her what's her name though? I'm trying to find it. Nancy Carell. Yeah, um, interesting. Yeah, this whole sequence is very uh, frustrating, very funny, though. You know, I like it. Yeah, it is actually, it actually is a lot like uh, um, Punch Drunk Love, where it's just like one thing after another just get, just is just going wrong for this guy. And you really like feel like he's, he's not doing anything wrong, really. He's just like his brain is wired like in a way where he's just uh I don't know like he y- you feel bad for him but you're also like I don't know this guy needs to like relax maybe but also I kind of he's he's unlucky I don't it, know it's, it it's, felt just like it's not fair like they were like yeah. they, it was a setup you know that was sort of the that's sort of how I felt it was just just a weird setup where like he was being so quiet, <laughs> and they were just and they were just acting like he was, you know, freaking out or whatever. Oh, and this is when he uh, he is, of course, sitting next to uh, Buddy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, he is arrested for assaulting a flight attendant and is sentenced to anger management under Buddy Rydell, mm-hmm. a renowned therapist who sat next to him on the plane. Hey, Jeremy, what do you think about, um, what do you think about like airplanes? Cause I don't know if I remember ever being on an airplane with a setup like this, but would you enjoy a movie watching experience on an airplane where there's like the one big screen at the front? And everyone's watching the same thing. No, <laughs> I, <didn't laughs> I don't know, know why, but like 
if if I if I uh, well, it was back in the day, from my understanding, because I've seen this before uh, in other films and things. But um, I feel like if I was sitting in the right spot and had a good view of it, I kind of like the idea of everyone on the airplane just like watching the same thing for some reason. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, it's like you're. It's just like the airplane turns into a movie theater. That's kind of fun, right? Oh yeah, I, I I mean I it could be, um I guess it could be. What if it What if the the I I think I would t- I would like it if it was an actual movie playing in theaters. That would be sick. Wait, what? Oh, if it was like a new release like a or new something. Release. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like I go on. I I like I hop on. Uh, you know, a United Airlines flight to I don't know Boise, Idaho, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm like, oh man, flying stinks. This is gonna suck. But then I get on there. There's a big screen playing uh, Licorice Pizza. Right, right. <laughs> is Licorice Pizza uh, airplane friendly? By the way, I I don't know anything about the uh, yeah the rating. yeah 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 yeah. Okay. There's and it, it, it what's airplane friendly about it is that there's like um really no like excessive violence or nudity uh, they're just cussing mm. so you, if you're wearing your headphones which you should be uh totally fine also these days uh you it's the the screens are so personalized that uh it doesn't matter what's on the screen it could be people totally having crazy sex with each other I, I I know that screens have advanced that far, mm-hmm. but I still feel like so uncomfortable when I'm watching something and uh, there's like nudity or something in it and I'm on an airplane where I will just like skip over. I think last year I was watching uh, Black Swan on an airplane and I was like, I got it like. I don't want anyone to see me watching like right. certain parts of this movie. Just right. think I'm some like pervert or something. Yeah, just think you're just quietly just kind of uh, having a delightful time by yourself. <laughs> sure. Uh, <laughs> Dave's sentence is extended to 30 days after he accidentally breaks a waitress's nose while defending himself from a blind man's cane. Uh, buddy elects uh, to live with Dave and accompany him at work as part of his radical round-the-clock therapy. Uh, this entails unorthodox techniques which uh, cause Dave to be passive-aggressive. Um, at Dave's workplace, Buddy is shocked to learn of the well-endowed Andrew's uh, friendship with Linda. However, Buddy sees a photo of Linda and becomes instantly smitten by her annoying Dave. Mm. Uh, yeah, so to enhance Dave's assertiveness, Buddy arranges for him to get revenge on Arnie Shankman, who has become a Buddhist monk. Uh, Arnie apologizes to Dave, but he laughs when reminded of the kiss incident. Uh, Buddy had an initially hesitant... Buddy and an initially hesitant Dave provoke Arnie by lying about Dave molesting Arnie's mentally ill sister. A fight ensues, and after defeating Arnie, the duo flee, and Dave is delighted to have had his revenge. Uh, I mean, this, like, specific of the sis- mentally ill sister is right, like, was, right. like, a little too much for me. Yeah. I I was oh, like, yeah. We, we could have, like, this joke could have worked with, like, something else, maybe, yeah. but... 
you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was a sure. different time, I guess. I, I mean, I guess so. Um, um, but yeah, no, still, uh, still terrible. Not great. Yeah. Yeah. John C. Riley, though, funny, funny in this. Uh, I forgot. I, I didn't realize like how many uh, big stars are in this one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, it's great. Hey, what do you think of the movie The Wrestler, by the way? And that, we're talking Marissa Tomei. Oh, I mean, she's incredible in that, and that's an incredible movie. I, I love The Wrestler. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I used to be a big Darren Aronofsky fan. I don't know what happened. I never saw Mother is what happened. I, that movie came and went. I never saw it. You know, I think we should do Aronofsky like in January or something because he comes up once in a while, and we, and we always talk about him a little bit. I think there would be some fun stuff to cover in there, some... Uh, I think the wrestler will be fun. I think, you know, tweet at us at Hubie Halloween one. If you would like to hear us talk Aronofsky and we'll, we'll see what we can do. Um, oh, yeah. Talking Aronofsky. You know, uh, oh, we have also to, we, we have to watch uh, Noah. If that were the case. What, what is Noah? Noah's uh, an Aronofsky movie with uh what's his name? Googling it. Uh, with the good old gladiator, Russell Crowe. Um, Linda tells Dave she has agreed to follow Buddy's uh, advice that they have a trial separation. Mm. Uh, Buddy explains to Dave that this is to give him time to improve his behavior. Dave attacks Buddy when he learns he and Linda have begun dating. Uh, Dave returns to court where Buddy uh, is issued with a restraining order against him for attempting to choke him while wearing a neck brace which later turned out to be fake when he removed it. Dave snaps at work when he learns Frank promoted Andrew to the position he had expected. He punches Andrew in the face and wrecks Frank's office with a golf club. Uh, let's see. Learning from Andrew's... Uh, learning from Andrew that Buddy has taken Linda to a New York Yankees game, Dave assumes Buddy intends to steal his marriage proposal idea and races to the stadium. Uh, security captures him, but New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani orders them to allow Dave to speak. You know, this is something that I'm actually surprised doesn't happen more often in real life, is like people professing their love at sporting events or something. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, like someone like taking the mic at like a public event or something and like to like, Profess their love for someone in the audience. I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. Right? Yeah, I, it should happen at like literally every single sport game, sports game. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. Uh, Linda is moved. By the way, I saw a video of um. It was like a camera. It was like a uh, you know, like the the big screens where they do like the kiss cam and stuff. Yeah. Like a basketball game, and uh, it seemed this woman had like arranged for them to like inform uh his inform uh uh her I guess partner who she was there with that she is pregnant, and it's like you're gonna be a dad or whatever. And his like face is projected on this screen as he's reading the information that uh -huh. he's about to be a father. Uh -huh. <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if that's like 
I think I would hate that. <laughs> I think I'd be really, I think I'd be like mad about that. I'd be like, I, I don't know. It's like so, uh, such like a personal, like, like imagine like finding out that you're going to have a child and then mm-hmm. you're, but like also at the same time, there's like thousands of people watching you. Right. It's yeah. Weird. It would, it would be, it would be strange. It would definitely be strange. I don't know. I thought it was weird. Maybe it's maybe 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 I'm in the minority though. No, 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 uh, no. It's weird for sure. Like if you were to tell me anything, like if you were to ask me to marry, I, you know what I always said, like like to anyone I was ever dating, I was like, look, if I ever propose to you in public, here's what you do. If you if you want to say no, just say yes and at the moment, <laughs> and then later say no <laughs> afterwards. <laughs> that way, you know, it's not a humiliating public crisis. <laughs> It's just uh, we get through it, and then later you can be like, actually, you know what? I I I didn't want to embarrass you, but the answer is no. <laughs> uh, Linda then reveals that the game was the final phase of his therapy, and explains that the uh, aggravation he endured was all Buddy's doing. Uh, she adds that most of the people involved were in on Buddy's plans. It's right. kind of like a like the game. The game, I know. Douglas. Yeah, it totally is like the game. Another movie we should cover at some point. Hey, the Fincher stuff, right? You know, we need to co- we need to cover the Fincher stuff. We need to cover the Cohen stuff. There's a there's a lot of uh, directors, uh, filmographies, and um, that uh, I'd love to get to at some point. But yeah, Fincher stuff is would be great, man. Oh yeah. Um, anyway, Jeremy, lay it on me, my dude. What do you think of Anger Management starring Adam Sandler and Jack Nicholson? Um, well, I, I, so I wish that I, again, I, I, I kind of wish this film lacked a few of the more problematic jokes. I really don't like the Woody Harrelson stuff. I, I, I really also, I obviously don't like the mentally ill sister stuff, um uh but it, it, I think I would score it much higher if it weren't for that because I actually do think this movie is a lot funnier to me than uh the last movie the last uh Sandler we watched uh which was uh was Mr. Deeds. I like this uh a lot more than that movie but because of its of its uh little little issues I I knocked it down, so it's uh, Mr. Deeds was a. I, I gave it a two. I'm giving Anger Management a two point two five, which I think would have been two point five or maybe even two point seven five had it not been for some of these sort of egregious parts. But man, I gotta say, like we didn't even talk about Heather Graham being in this movie. That rocks. Like oh, Roller yeah. Girls in this. Like, uh, uh. Yeah, Jack again, Jack Nicholson's performance is on on another level. I just really I really dig so much about anger management. And uh and it also does take me back to a time I I really like. Like 2003. That's man, I like I like between 2000 and 2005. I I kind of miss that little chunk of time. That was like all my high school years basically in there. Um so yeah, what did you think of anger management though, Eric? I thought it was good, to be honest, and I, I, I remembered watching this in the movie theater, but I I think I remembered enjoying it, but for whatever reason, going in to watch it again again this time, 
I was a little, my expectations were a little low. I kind of thought like, oh, well, here we go. We're getting into the, like, the questionable Sandler stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I was pleasantly surprised by how how much I laughed at this and how much I, I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, and I do think it's like a good kind of fun story. And the twist is, uh, I don't know, like I'd seen this movie before and I didn't really see it coming. It had right. been that long. Um. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I think it's like a fun. It, it, it's a fun movie, despite its def- despite its flaws. Uh, you know, I think it's far from the best, but I do I do like it and I do appreciate it. And uh, I will say, as far as like Sandler characters go, um, I think we're. I I will say I think we're like watching a Sandler that we've seen before at this point. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that we're gonna that's gonna be happening a lot <laughs> coming, oh, yeah. coming up is yeah. but then on the other side of that there is like uncut gems and I'm sure there's probably some other films, uh like maybe Sandy Wexler or you know, some of these other movies where he's doing something a little bit different. Um right. but not not necessarily a standout for me, but I do think it's a solid comedy movie. I'll give it a, a two out of four. Nice. Two out of four. And Jeremy, uh you know, before we before we sign off uh, on the Patreon episode, the first Patreon of December, a little tease here, Jeremy. I watched Ted Lasso. Oh, really? <laughs> nice. I have a Ted Lasso take. Oh, great! You gotta pay to hear it. Oh, I can't wait for this. This is gonna oh, be yeah. sick. This is gonna be sick, dudes. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, uh, patreon.com slash Eric and Jeremy for all your bonus content needs. Uh, and Norma, I'll see you in my dreams. Mm-hmm.